2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: This is Brianna Lebold to record my wonderful Honey & Co. memories. I hope I don't make a fool of myself. <laughs> We ordered a beautiful Finnish at-home meal to celebrate a birthday during lockdown number one. Little did we know it would have a number. I cycled away from honey and spice in the bright, hot sunshine. My Honey & Co meal hanging off the handlebars of my bike and just getting a little teary at the thought of a wonderful Honey & Co meal cycling through the totally empty streets. I was so happy. And finally, a shout out to Lockdown Cookies. They totally
3: saw me through. Thank you, Honey & Co.
4: Can you believe it's been 10 years of Honey & Co?
5: I honestly can't.
4: Can you think of a better way to celebrate than a special episode of our pod?
5: No, absolutely not. What we should do is a special episode. Honey & Co, the food sessions.
4: Coming at ya.
5: But about us. Itamar? Yes, darling? Do you know what it is?
4: Our 10th year anniversary as Honeys?
5: Before that we were just people. Before that we were people. It's not our 10th anniversary. We've been married 18 years. Eight years after we got married, we decided, oh yeah, what a good thing for our relationship (laughs) would be.
4: (laughs) You know what's good for this? Let's Let's open a restaurant together.
5: Nice stomach grumble. are you hungry?
4: Yeah, I'm gonna make a salad actually. That harks back to the early days of (laughs) <laughs> court, and that we used, we to, hand used to hand chop every salad to order because you can only have it uh, chopped to order, but um, I think we're the only maniacs who would
5: yeah, nowadays we agree don't do, to
4: do it, so it's, it's not on the salad. menu anymore. But we do make chopped salad every time we make staff lunch.
5: Cucumbers, tomatoes, radishes, lettuces, herbs, lemon juice, and then always served with tahini because, I mean, it's the best dressing. Do you want a bowl?
4: I'll get a bowl. I have my cucumbers, my tomatoes, lemon, garlic. Do we have any herbs?
5: We have parsley, mint, maybe a bit of dill. What do you want?
4: Not the dill, maybe.
5: Should I get us some tahini to mix with it? Yeah, of course. Do you want spring onions? Yes. Yes. Spring onions, what else? I've got some radishes. You want some radishes? It's
4: nice. OK, 10 years, honey and co. How did it all begin? Discuss. It's your fault. <laughs> it is my fault. I take full responsibility for the best thing that happened in your life, yes.
5: You put it that way, but, you know, there's many ways that you can describe the story of what happened.
4: Okay, tell us your version, site.
5: I was working, earning quite good money, and you came up with this idea, hmm, I want to open a restaurant. Yeah. I want it to be a crazy, like, kebab shop.
4: Yeah. That's true. It I'm going to
5: leave my outside. job, you're going to pay for everything we do for the next year while I find a place. And what happened?
4: Uh, we didn't find a place, we did didn't we? didn't find a place? No. no. You
5: did look a lot.
4: Yeah, so we were looking in uh, Brixton and Clapham in South London in our sort of neck of the woods. And we put some offers on some super dodgy places.
5: And nobody knew who we were and no one was interested.
4: Yeah, and we didn't have really enough money to compete. How did we end yes, up in Warren so. Street?
5: What did we do? We went for a walk. We went for an afternoon walk one Sunday.
4: By then, we almost.
5: I mean, we were almost giving up. No. Yeah. We were quite depressed and quite disillusioned, and we went for a Sunday walk just to free our minds in Fitzrovia. We didn't really know it was a neighborhood. Yeah. But there was all these empty shops.
4: And somehow we saw it as a good sign.
5: Yeah, I know. It's mad.
4: That's. Yeah, anyway. a u- unique way of thinking. <laughs> uh, so we contacted the agent and the first uh, shop we saw in Warren uh, Street... Will you Street. the garlic for me? Yeah. Thanks. The first shop we've seen on, uh, in the neighbourhood was uh, 25A Warren Street. Even for us, it was affordable and it had the working kitchen. And it just happened, didn't it?
5: Like eight weeks later, we were opening our doors. Yeah. Not even really knowing fully what we were going to do there.
4: We had no idea what, what's gonna happen. And uh, do you remember Rachel's interview? Rachel, our uh, front of house manager. It was
5: the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I remember this call so distinctly. Do you wanna taste the tahini? Yeah, of course. Because I didn't understand a word she was saying. More lemon. More lemon. Always more lemon. Mm-hmm. Can you cut the lemon for me? Her accent was so strong in those days. Kind of thought vaguely she said something about Clapham and fish. <laughs> So I invited her in for an interview because, I don't know, what else would I do? And then we kind of fell in love. I
4: definitely remember her first shift, which was also my first shift ever as a waiter. It was the day we opened (laughs) and it was such chaos. And she just sort of completely mastered it with such grace. I remember that completely, I'll never forget that.
6: I'm Rachel Gibbon and I'm the front of house manager for the three locations, Honey & Co., Spice and Smoke. I just saw an ad on Gumtree back when I used to look for jobs on Gumtree and I started just the day before we opened. I felt yeah, really excited to be part of something that was brand new. There was a lot of cleaning involved. All the tiles were really dusty, the window was filthy. I was kind of up on the ladder cleaning the window, taking all the stickers off the plates. But yeah, lo- loads of fun. I was working there for a few years, I guess, and always really enjoyed it. But always kind of thinking, okay, what else can I do? I studied law, but I kind of knew that I didn't really want to go into law. And then I thought, you know what, I'm going to go and study midwifery. And I came to it tomorrow and said, listen, I think I'm going to go back to uni. And they said, okay, well, you know, we really want you to stay here. You know, you can have a charity budget if you like, and you can do anything you want with it, really. You know, if you want to do something a bit more meaningful in that sense, then try and do something with us. So I decided I wanted to do something with the elderly people in the community and came up with like an afternoon tea and cake on a Sunday for free. They can drop in and drop out if they like and socialize really with other people in the area. So there's a lady called Suzanne who lives just in between Honey & Co and Honey & Smoke. She taught um, in Ghana for a few years. Really interesting life. She's from Norway originally, but moved here when she was really young. I speak with her all the time, like still, we message each other and stuff. There was a lovely, lovely lady called Mary. She um, is an artist and she used to paint like huge abstract canvases. Her husband was a really quite a famous kind of brutalist architect philosopher. Um, She was full of stories. Over the years, we've really built up like a community between us. In December as well, we, we would do Fakemas like a week before Christmas and Itamar and Sarita would make a huge Sunday roast. And there's a lady around the corner as well called um, Marilyn. She'd come and sing cabaret songs and we'd dance. And yeah, my grandma and my great-auntie Maureen came down for it. And It's quite difficult now because I'm on maternity, so I don't see them very often. Like all through COVID, I was messaging everyone and making sure that they're okay or if they needed any shopping or anything like that. I remember once in the early days, Sarit had just baked like a whole cake, a whole lemon and poppy seed cake it was. And she brought it up and Itamar put it up on the top counter where we used to keep the cakes, but dropped it because he can be a little bit clumsy. And it just smashed into little tiny pieces. And we were just like, oh my God. And Sarit came upstairs like a few minutes later and she was like, what happened? Like really mad. And Itamar just burst out laughing. It was ages ago, but it will always stand out in my memory because I just remember being in the middle. Like, Itamar was to my left and Sarit was at the top of the stairs to my right. And I remember thinking, like, oh, my God, this is terrible. But Itamar was just, like, giggling.
4: I do remember that thing with the cake. I can't believe Rachel told that.
5: Yeah, because you've been trying to hide it for years.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Rachel was so horrified, stuck between the two of us.
5: I mean she still is stuck between still, the two of us.
4: This is kinda of like the fairest. We need
5: to, we need this, to feed her some, you yeah. know, so that she has a bit more buffering, to bit be more stuck buffering. between the two of yeah.
4: us. I think that's definitely a description of her professional life in the last ten years, stuck horrified between you and me.
5: Yes. Who do you like more?
0: mommy or daddy? Yes,
4: Rachel. Choose.
0: Choose one. My fortieth birthday. Celebrating at Honey and Co. with the long table down the side on that boiling hot night, we all thought we were melting. There was no air conditioning. We had the best time ever. When you kindly and lovingly fed us when William was sick last year, and I would have care packages just turn up at my door from you without asking—that was true love. For tickling all of our taste buds, for making us laugh, for making us love bigger and louder and stronger and taste more deliciousness than we ever thought possible. And I love you. Happy birthday.
4: Do you know what I super remember from those days, Mm
0: -hmm.
4: that before we had a KP, we had an imaginary KP. (laughs) Do you remember Meshek? We would, do you remember Meshek, the imaginary we would, KP? We would
5: tell him to do things for
4: us. We would also get really, really aggro, like,
5: Meshek, what are you doing? Why is that not clean? But then we got our first KP. Salt? Maybe a touch of salt. Yeah. Yeah. And then many, many more people, huh?
4: Yeah. Tremendous amount.
5: A lot of come and a lot of stayed. It's interesting. And yeah. then yeah, so Every person that comes adds something or takes something away from what we are.
7: My name is Mirko, and I used to be that chef in Onion Co. I just moved to London from Italy, from a very little village in Italy, and was looking for a job like thousands of other people. You know, I was very young, and I wanted to learn and do stuff. I did my trial shift as a kitchen porter, and that's how it started. It was this little, little, little space, few tables, and to be honest, the first impression, like I went downstairs, obviously, because the kitchen is downstairs. And probably the craziest kitchen i ever seen in my life. This tiny space and everything was a bit messy and it was fun. I wanted to be a chef. That was my dream. Didn't have much experience because in Italy I was studying at the university, but then I, I realized it wasn't my what I was supposed to do. And I thought, you start from a KP position and then maybe you can, you know, reach other position. After, I think, five, six months, Itamar came to me and he was like, we want to teach you. You want to learn? Why don't we try? It was very easy in a way because they know how to make you feel comfortable with what you're doing. And they're really good teachers. The only thing that I had to do it was listening to them and that's it. Little by little, I started maybe some prep, little bit of service. Eventually, I became a chef there. I have to say, they did a great job with me. They made me believe that I could do it, and I did it. Uh, I also met my girlfriend, Holga, at Onion Co. The best thing ever happened to me, obviously. They were just opening Onion Smoke, and Onion Smoke was already open. And... For a couple of weeks, they were sending the chef from Onion Smoke to Onion Co. And this beautiful girl came over. As soon as I saw her, I knew that there was something special. We worked a bit together, and then, you know it happened. You want to go for a beer? You want to have a coffee? What can I say? I think she couldn't resist me. We felt in love. Uh, we are happily together still. We had a baby eight months ago. Beautiful, beautiful son. His name is Valentino. And this is one of the reasons why we. I will always be thankful to Ita and Sarit because I think some things are meant to happen and yeah, couldn't be happier. When I heard the list was up in Onion Co, I almost wanted to cry. Obviously, it's the place where Everything started for me. It's the place where I met my girlfriend. It's a place that will always be part of me. But you never know what to expect from Itamar and Sarit. So I'm sure everything will be okay.
4: That is very nice. But Mirko...
5: But he did it all himself. He did it know? all
4: himself. He is so amazing, you know. He's such a hard worker, so talented.
5: But this is the thing with these kids that come... When they work with you, you just feel something from them. And it has to come from them. There's, like We can teach kind of anyone off the street to do something, but this like passion for it and the, this want to get better at it, to get faster at it, to really understand it. This is like few and far between. Now he has a baby as well. Yeah, he's
4: not baby Mirko with no. the lowest voice. The lowest voice. Yeah.
5: And the nicest energy. Okay, I'm going to make a mint tea. Oh, i nice. make us some minty, and...
4: Do you remember the first time we saw David Lloyd?
5: He was one of the first customers that left a real impression on me. First of all, because he's always so immaculately dressed.
4: He is so stylish.
5: So elegant, and he does the most courteous thing, which is come down to the kitchen and say how much he enjoyed his meal. Every time. It was just so nice, and I suddenly thought, oh my God, into our, like tiny little dining room, like real people are coming, you know, like adults that have like, because customers are basically what make us, isn't it? These are the kind of basis of everything we do. Like new customers can come and go and and that's lovely as well. But the people that come back are like such an important part of what we do. And he's definitely one of them.
2: Warren Street was so wonderful, small, intimate. It was always a great moment when you walked in and you saw that the far right-hand table in the days of the paper tablecloth was the only yellow one in the whole place and you knew it was yours. I've got a great friend called Timothy Minto who ran Paper Chase, which was just down the road. He called me one day and said a friend of his had just found this fantastic restaurant and it was so wonderful and we should go. So We walked in and, you know, it was almost instant. And from that moment onwards, we vowed that we would not leave the restaurant without booking with each other uh, for the next time we would go. And this has kept going for, well, I I imagine it must be nine and a half years or something now. And I imagine within two or three goes, we went down and looked at the kitchen, which is slightly smaller than my walk-in wardrobe. And sort of amazed one that this whole thing could possibly hang together and the food should be so just so delicious and when you walked in it and I saw you and the first shout was call security and the routine was a simple one either Timothy or I got there first and we would just order two firsts and two main courses and split each one in half so we both had four different tastes. The mezzé is delicious, and the tahini tastes like, not quite like any other tahini I've ever had. I think then I would have to go for the aubergine, and there was a very good feta cheese with peaches and nuts. I would say those were the three must, and they also made this wonderful coffee, which was about three thimbles full. It was impossible to fall asleep in the afternoon at work, which, as a general rule, you didn't want to. And so it went on. And we were there when some photographs were taken for the first book. So we managed to get in the book, Eating Ice Creams. I mean, I'm sort of vaguely in the restaurant business, but in India. And how many restaurateurs does one know who you consider to be real, real friends? Just a pleasure to see them. And when you next speak to them, tell them not to send bloody emails like that out without checking what the headline is. Honey and Co. to close down. But then what it actually said was their lease is coming to an end, so they're going to... to, Well, you know, I sent a pretty sharp email saying, old men of my age, you could get that sort of email with that sort of heading. Anything could happen. Bloody dangerous.
8: Hold up.
0: You have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
2: So my husband and I developed this funny little tradition with each of our two daughters. When we'd had the first 12-week scan, we came for lunch at Honey & Co. and had the most amazing feast we couldn't stop grinning at each other, and I remember just sitting there as all the Mezze plates came along, tried to balance them all on top of the table while we ate, and uh, it was delicious, and we loved it so much that we did it again the next time. It's almost a good reason to have another baby, but I think it's probably easier just to come and have, have a meal with you.
3: I'm Lara Hamilton. I am the founder and owner of Book Learner, a cookbook shop in Seattle, Washington. And we do a lot of author talks and cooking classes, both in person and online. I first came across Honey & Co. in The Observer. They had a spectacular review and then were featured in the Food Monthly in one of the OFM Food Awards as the best new restaurant of the year. So, of course, I decided I had to visit. That was about 10 years ago. I ate the Jeweled Eggplant. And my husband and I had the entire Meze spread. And I remember that because they had used very large blown up proofs of pages of their cookbook as tablecloths in the restaurant. And the people next to me had an eggplant recipe on their sheet. I was like trying to sort of surreptitiously look at it without seeming like I was staring at them and thought, if it's anything like that, I need to try it. So I hosted them at Book Learner in 2019 when Honey & Co at Home was released in the U.S. We had a little party for them in our garden, and I invited sort of different restaurant people to come over and meet them and that sort of thing. And of course, by the end of the evening, Itamar had made plans to see far more of them than he had time to see. <laughs> In this trip. And he went to one specific place where he was given a whole bunch of crab, because it's a really wonderful delicacy here in the Pacific Northwest. And of course, he didn't have time to cook it. And so when they left he told me, oh, there's some crab in your freezer. And here I am thinking that it's going to be just like a couple of crab legs in this, this enormous bag of crab. And then I look in the fridge and there are various items that they had bought at the farmer's market that of course they had no time to eat. And so they left me with more food than I had before they arrived. And I just thought that was just very typical of Sarit and Itamar and you know we have to leave it better than we found it or our generosity you know knows no bounds and we don't even know we're doing it sometimes (laughs) Sarit and Itamar congratulations on 10 years here's to at least 10 more and thank you so much for all of your friendship and generosity over the years I love you
4: that was very sweet (laughs) I forgot That spider crab. crab, I
0: really
5: wanted to eat that
3: spider
4: crab.
5: I I had like, also, you know, Lara has this amazing green egg in the backyard. And I was like, in my mind, I was kind of either like grilling the veg to go with it or just warming the crab on it. And that we would have this amazing. And, you know, the crab in Seattle is just like the whole seafood thing and the salmon, like everything is just amazing. And we had some like beautiful things there, beautiful produce.
4: Yeah, and actually, I'd be so happy if everyone that came over came like, with, <laughs> with a
5: massive bag, bag of massive spider crab, which is just like oh, so juicy. But yeah, we never ate it. We're going to have to go back to Seattle.
4: Oh, shucks.
5: Okay, I'm pouring my tea. Good. Let's go eat. You grab some plates.
4: You know what? I remember the first time we had the fig salad on.
5: Yeah.
4: Do you remember that was your mum's friend Harriet brought us a bunch of blue mint? Yes. And we got a jar of Regent's Park honey. Oh, it
5: was like the best version of that salad that's and ever been. And every
4: single you put it on the menu, I'm like, wow, I want to eat that. Every single table in the restaurant yes, it ordered it. Yeah. And then we're like, okay, let's leave it on for a couple of days, and then we couldn't take it
5: off until. Fix, not, not in fix season, no. And yeah. then a lot of other dishes like the chicken sinia that comes back or the mansaf. The first time you ate mansaf and like, oh my god. Yeah. Also the cheesecake, you know, the feta cheesecake. The first time I did that, and it's all Mark's fault, you know, our yeah. friend Mark, who was one of my chefs before and came to eat and said, I don't understand. You're like a pastry chef. Why are there no desserts on the menu? And I said, what do you mean? There's loads of cakes. And he said, no, but a dessert dessert. And then I was just playing around, no, in the pastry. And I came up with a kind of cold version of a knafeh, I suppose, with the, the feta cream and the kadaifi pastry and the honey syrup, and it just exploded. It's been on the menu for nine years. It's interesting though, because when we were doing that, we never thought we would have a life again. Now we were pretty much at the restaurant all the time.
4: Yeah, I remember um, like when some chefs came to eat, I was like, how can they be here? Like, why are they not at work?
5: Yeah. (laughs) You know, I remember that first service actually that we were not there at all for the dinner service. It was actually Ben's 40th. um, Birthday party. And we were there with our phones like a babysitter would be <laughs> on the first time you leave your baby with a babysitter and you're waiting for that call. But it was fine. And they got through the service and then many others and actually what, nowadays, what the, I think it must have been Bonnie. Bonnie yeah. The only thing that's really been a problem there has been the pandemic and yeah. then it's a very small restaurant in a time where people are very weary about sitting in small rooms, plus the many months where we weren't even allowed to open. Then social distancing, which meant we could only feed half the people, which already when you're feeding 20, to try and feed just 10 is near impossible. And then we got some news from our landlords.
4: Yeah, so they were putting the building up for sale. We heard from the new landlord very, very quickly that they're not going to renew the lease, that they want to redevelop.
5: I've wanted since about 2019 to let this lease... Run out. ...run its course. It's so small. It's intimate and it's beautiful, and people have had so many memories, but it really isn't fit for purpose. Like, it's a domestic kitchen that feeds 150 people a day.
4: Yeah, uh, and nothing there really works. You know, the plumbing, the electricity, we can't. Water you know, pressure.
5: We can't have an air conditioner on with the dishwasher. We can't, like, run the water in the kitchen when we're like. It just isn't fit for purpose. And when the decision was made for us by the new landlord, Actually, we didn't have to argue about it, which otherwise we would have argued for yeah, year- years just about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: So it's super emotional, very, very sad, but also...
5: Also exciting.
4: A little bit of relief,
5: maybe? Sorry, I'm going to chew while you talk. No,
4: it's okay, crunch away.
5: Mm.
4: Excitement, let's say.
5: There's a lot of excitement. And the biggest excitement is really that you called me one day and said, you need to come and look at this place. And I said, what place? And you said the magic words to me, which are lambs conduit streets,
4: <laughs> which
5: we've loved this street in London for so long. It's such a beautiful, like, small, semi-pedestrian, lots of independent people. There's all these, like, beautiful things there. And I said, oh, this sounds good, you know. <laughs> I know this kind of, I know the neighbourhood. There's a hospital nearby. We know that we can be there for their kind of joys and their sad times. And it's lovely and, like...
4: Just to give a little bit of background, this is kind of like quite in the middle of the pandemic. So nobody was taking up restaurants. I was just like cycling in the neighborhood. And suddenly I saw this restaurant, let, and I was like, you know, I double took. I was like, what? What is this? When we saw it together, that was one thing we agreed about unequivocally. Which, which we didn't. Never ha- ha- no, it happened in Honey & Co. Happened Honey and Co. Yeah.
5: It happened in Honey & Co. It happened in Honey & Co. and it happened here. And it feels right for us and it feels good for us. It's taken some time, but looks like work has begun. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Honey and Co. It's moving. It's not closing, if it all goes to plan. There shouldn't be too long between Honey and Co. closing and new Honey and Co. opening. Come eat falafel, bitches. Maybe without the bitches. Come eat falafel, heart friends. So I'm gonna read you a. One of the messages we got when we asked people for messages about their ten years. I
4: mean these, these messages are crushing. Like some it's of them are so
5: Well, sweet. I haven't read this one yet, so let me read it and I'll see. Okay. E. P. Lacey. My partner and I met at uni when I was on exchange from Canada in two thousand and five. Ten years later, our parents still hadn't met. So while my parents were visiting, we took them all out for lunch and honey and Co. It wasn't just special because they were meeting for the first time. We'd also just adopted our son. Oh, So cute. And it was his first birthday. He blew out his first birthday candle on some Honey & Co cheesecake. We've been back many times with him. Uh, We come for breakfast before pride, where we start marching with our other LGBTQ plus families around the corner. And we attempt to create the magic at home with the Honey & Co cookbooks. I think my homemade cheesecake is just about as good now.
4: That's amazing. Isn't that lovely? Yeah.
5: Okay, now you read me one.
4: Francesca O oh says, coming to you for breakfast when I was in labor, sitting outside, <laughs> eating cheesecake for breakfast in my hospital slippers. My son is now five.
5: But that's so nice. We've had so many mothers. Yeah. Expectants, just gave birth. Ones that have been sent away from the hospital because they're too early. Ones that have been sent to eat some sugar so that they move faster. It's a lot of babies.
4: That's a sweet one. Listen Stop this.
0: reading them before you read them to me. That's not very <laughs> because
4: nice. Because I want to read you a good one.
6: It's like uh, cheeky.
4: They're all, I'm, actually, they're all so, so moving. Now listen to this. Rosie said, I remember years ago, sitting outside Honey & Co with a friend. I was single at the time. We got chatting to a nice guy called David who was waiting for a friend to turn up. Me and my friend had to dash off to the theatre, thinking it was a shame there was no way to ever see him again. So my friend rang up your restaurant and asked them to give him my number. The next evening, I got a nice text, and we went for drinks. We didn't take it anywhere. He was a bit too young for status, but he was lovely, and I had a great evening. I highly recommend the honey and co dating service.
0: <laughs> That's, That's
4: really funny. Not not a service I thought that we offer. Well, apparently.
5: Well, you know why? We've had plenty of couples leave from us.
4: That's true, but this is kind of they like more involved. Yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> they usually get to know each other a bit better before, but we've had quite a few. Happy
1: birthday, Honey Niko. Congratulations for your 10 year anniversary. I was firstly introduced to Honey Niko because of the cheesecake. And my friend introduced to me said, you could seduce anyone with that cheesecake, anyone. And if you're listening, you know who you are. Uh, Then I got the cheesecake addiction. But I was very lucky that my company office moved across the street from Honey & Co. So I picked a seat just by the window where I can see the cake display every afternoon. If I see a new cake on display, I will fly down the stairs and get it. I told all my colleagues in China about Honey Nako. Co. So I think now everyone in China knows. I miss you guys very much. I had so much lovely memories in your restaurant with friends family, lovers and colleagues. So lots of love and congratulations again on your birthday. Bye. Do you think you can
5: tell all of China about one thing? <laughs> <laughs>
7: uh, I wish.
4: Yeah, yeah. but this is, this is what the cakes do and especially the cheesecake. They but do we seduce... think that
5: the way into a man's heart is through his stomach?
4: The way to someone's heart is through cheesecake.
5: Unless they're dairy intolerant. <laughs> It is a nice cheesecake.
4: Thank you to everyone who sent us a voice message or a DM, an email or a story. We're sorry we couldn't feature them all. It's very, very special to us reading them.
5: And It's been such a nice way to remember and to enjoy what we've done for the last 10 years.
4: Honey & Co. 2.0 will open in the spring on Lambs Conduit Street. This is us in our new home, in a new version. If you want to follow the progress of the site, follow us on Honey & Co. Bloomsbury on Instagram. That's the handle. If you want early access to bookings, you will need to be on our mailing list. Our mailing list gets to book first.
5: We look forward to welcoming you there and we look forward to the future.
4: And we just want to put it out there. We're not abandoning Warren Street. We still have our deli there. We have honey and smoke two minutes down the road. The neighborhood is served.
5: The neighborhood is served. We have our steady bikes. Takes us exactly 10 minutes to ride from one to the other. So you'll still be seeing us. You'll be seeing all our teams. And we'd be so excited to welcome you in any one of our locations. Well. That's it for our 10-year Honey & Co. special. Thanks so much to our guests, Mirko D'Angelo, Rachel Gibbon, Lara Hamilton and David Lloyd.
4: We want to thank Laura Burton Pope, Hannah Geller, Brianna Liebold and Sunny for their audio messages. And thank you everyone who sent us a voice message or DM or an email. We read them all, we cherish them. It's so special for us.
5: Thanks to our producer Miranda Hinckley, to our sound engineers Paul Brogdon and John Scott, to late Conford. comfort.
4: And a big, big heartfelt thank you to all the teams at Honey & Co. and everyone who comes to eat. We couldn't have done it without you. We love
7: you so much.
8: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi.